Let us be attentive. arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. Reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him power over all flesh, to give eternal life to who, all who you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. And now, Father, you glorify me in your own presence with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words which you gave me, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you did send me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are mine. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in Good morning. Some years ago, a neighbor of mine commented on my daughter Lydia's Halloween costume. She was dressed as Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. My neighbor said something about how Thomas Jefferson wrote the Constitution. I had to correct my neighbor and told him that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. I didn't want, I didn't mean to embarrass him, but my neighbor was embarrassed that he was confused about a basic detail about Thomas Jefferson, one of our country's founding fathers. Like my neighbor, sometimes we are confused about the founding fathers of our church. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus prayed to the Father about the disciples. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words which you gave me. But many times the world did not understand or listen to the disciples who kept Jesus' words. 
The disciples were sometimes ignored or passively listened to without any lasting effect on some. Not everyone listened or learned from the disciples who were truly lights of the world. Not only is this true of the disciples, but it is also true of those who continued and held and passed on the apostolic tradition who kept Jesus' words, that is, the church fathers. Today, too, we are like my neighbor, who was confused about basic details about Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. Today, we, too, are often unfamiliar with the teachings of the church fathers and the meaning of their teachings for us today. Sometimes, we are like my neighbor, who even said he loved the founding fathers of America. But how much did he really know about the founding fathers of our country? How much do we know about our church fathers? When some non-Trinitarian Jehovah's Witness comes to our door, will we know what to say? Will we affirm we already have the apostolic tradition, the faith of the fathers who kept Jesus' words? But we don't have to be church historians or theologians to learn from the church fathers and live their faith. The light of the church fathers reaches us today, especially through the teachings of the ecumenical councils. Their teachings found in the pronouncements of the ecumenical councils give us simple truths about God and life. The canons of the ecumenical councils give us simple and practical rules to live by. They give us answers rooted in the apostolic tradition and Jesus' words. Today, we celebrate the memory of the fathers of the first ecumenical council. But what did they do at the first ecumenical council? They affirmed Jesus' teachings and the apostolic tradition by summarizing their faith. They kept Jesus' words. In fact, the fathers of the first ecumenical council said they are just... uh, you know, affirming what was passed down to them. They summarized their faith and wrote it down in the Nicene Creed. Simply put, they affirmed that Jesus was God and that the Father sent him to save us. It doesn't take a learned church historian or theologian to understand that. And what about, for example, the Sixth Ecumenical Council? The fathers of the Sixth Ecumenical Council dealt with the question, did Christ only have a divine or godly will, or did he have a human will also? That is, did he have thoughts and feelings like us, but without sin? If so, how did that all work? The fathers of the Sixth Ecumenical Council affirmed that Christ indeed had two wills, one divine and one human. Thus, Jesus could say in Gethsemane, 
facing his crucifixion, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Christ used his human will perfectly and perfectly united his human will to the divine will. The simple teaching we learn from the Sixth Ecumenical Council is that just as Christ, who is perfect man, united his human will to the divine will, we too ought to strive as Christians to unite our wills to God's. In other words, we strive to do what is according to God's will. These teachings of the Church Fathers summarized in the ecumenical councils are something we often take for granted. Others, however, excitedly, excitedly discovered them like long-buried treasures. Take, for, the, for example, the mass conversion of mostly former Protestant evangelicals to the Orthodox faith in 1987. In 1987, 2,000 people, mostly former evangelical Protestants, converted to the Orthodox faith. And two of them, I believe, attend our parish. Why? Because, they said, because it was the historical church, the church of the fathers, the church that preserved the apostolic tradition. They chose the Orthodox Church because it was the church that preserved the teachings of the church fathers. They wanted to learn more about these people who kept Jesus' words and the apostolic tradition. My neighbor, whom I told you about at the beginning of this sermon, was proud of American ideals. He was proud of what Thomas Jefferson did and what he wrote. He was proud of his American heritage. He meant well, but he might not have known much about his own American history and heritage. I ask you all today, the Sunday of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, to try to learn more about the Church Fathers and the Ecumenical Councils. Maybe read something on the internet from a, from a reliable source, maybe read in a book you have at home. Maybe buy a book about the ecumenical councils here in the bookstore. The ecumenical councils are summaries of our faith. They are summaries of the Holy Bible. They are summaries of Jesus' words. Let us then not be like my neighbor, but let us read and learn a little more about the fathers of the ecumenical councils and what God has taught us through them. But not only should we learn about the teachings of the fathers and of our faith who kept the apostolic tradition, we must also offer their faith to our children, our grandchildren, and our godchildren. All of our children, grandchildren, and godchildren will hear someday something along the lines of, all the religions are basically the same. That is not true. Our children, our grandchildren, 
our godchildren, might start to wonder, do the details of our Orthodox faith really matter? Yes, they do. They do. They do. Let us show them our faith. Let us show them why we believe what we do. Let us help them to keep Jesus' words by showing them the apostolic tradition, the faith of the fathers, our Orthodox Christian faith. Amen.